global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all declined today. Stocks slipped from records as hawkish comments from the Federal Reserve official took some momentum out of a six-week rally. Amid concerns, growth may not be sturdy enough yet to bear higher interest rates. The S&P 500 index down 11 at the close to 21.78, a drop of five-tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials down 83 points to 18,552, a drop of five-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ down 35 to 52.27, a drop of seven-tenths of one percent. New York Fed President Bill Dudley said the Federal Reserve could potentially raise rates as soon as next month, warning investors they are underestimating the likelihood of increases in borrowing costs. Reaction from Carl Riccadonna, chief U.S. economist at Bloomberg Intelligence, who was interviewed right here on Taking Stock. I don't think he's uh, very serious about uh, September hike being on the table, but I think he's uh, trying to push back against a sanguine attitude in the market, which he has uh, on uh, many occasions in the past uh, kind of uh, criticized. A down day for stocks, but Dick's sporting goods shares advanced today by 7% after boosting its annual forecast, a sign the chain will benefit from the demise of rival sports authority. Hain Celestial Group, a supplier of organic and natural products to Whole Foods Market and other grocers, plunged the most in more than 15 years after delaying financial results on accounting concerns and abandoning its full-year targets. Hain down today by 26.3%. Home Depot out with earnings this morning. Shares down six-tenths of one percent. Second quarter profit rose 9.3%. It did boost its earnings forecast for the year. The tenure down 5.30 seconds, the yield 1.57%. Gold up 4.30 the ounce to 13.47, a gain of three-tenths of one percent. S&P down 12 to 21.78, a drop of five-tenths of one percent. 402 on Wall Street, now the other stories making news. Charlie, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Hillary Clinton is pledging to tighten gun control even as she again rejects Donald Trump's claim that she would abolish the Second Amendment. Clinton told supporters at a voter registration event in Philadelphia that she would push for comprehensive background checks, close loopholes in gun laws, and bar people on terror watch lists from buying guns. The European Aviation Safety Agency wants to toughen medical exams for pilots, including better mental health assessments. It's in response to German Wings pilot Andreas Lubitz. In March of 2015, Lubitz locked his captain out of the cockpit and slammed the plane into a mountainside. All 150 people on board were killed. The aviation agency is calling for including drugs and alcohol screening, comprehensive mental health assessments, as well as improved follow-ups involving psychiatric conditions. Michael Barr, Bloomberg Radio. Washington, D.C. Police Chief Kathy Lanier announced today she'll retire next month and take over as head of security for the National Football League. I owe my life to the city, to the residents, and to the department. And that's why I say every day that I came to work, uh, it didn't feel like work to me. Lanier has been on the D.C. force for 26 years. The World Trade Center Mall is reopening today. The 365,000-square-foot center will eventually have more than 100 stores, with about 60 opening today. The mall stretches along a four-block underground network that spans the bases of three office towers. Global News, 24 hours a day. 
powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Mark Crumpton. This is Bloomberg. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping, a 12-point loss today for the S&P 500 index, down six-tenths of 1% to 2178. I'm Charlie Peloton. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Move around. Motion creates emotion. I feel the earth move under my feet. You move like they do. I've never seen anyone move that fast. All right, people, let's move like we've got a purpose. called Movers and Shakers. They cost a little more, though. That name cracked me up. Bloomberg Taking Stock, Movers and Shakers, with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Well... The votes are in, if you consider people buying and selling stocks today, and they're definitively to the downside. Only 91 stock companies, uh, company shares closing higher today, 408 closing lower, six unchanged. So we've got lots to look at in that moving and shaking in both columns. Dave Wilson, our stocks editor, who joins us now. What are you starting with? Yeah, we sure do. And let's start out with Activision Blizzard, the video game maker, Call of Duty, many other titles. Chief Executive Bobby Kotick and Chairman Brian Kelly sold about 17.5 million shares of the company that they previously owned through a partnership. The sale raising $709 million, cutting their stakes almost in half. And all those shares being sold, that did not go over well. Uh, you had Activision Blizzard as the third worst performer in the S&P 500 today, the stock falling 5.2%. I'll tell you about Lockheed Martin. The shares down by a little bit more than three and a half percent. This is the biggest decline in more than six months. They disclosed that a four point six billion dollar spinoff of its information technology division to Lidos Holdings would provide less of a boost to earnings than investors had previously estimated. Now, Lockheed repurchased nine point four million shares through the tax free transaction. It's called a reverse Morris Trust. Uh, but that was less than the 10 million shares that investors had estimated that the company would retire, meaning the deal will provide less of a list, lift to uh, Lockheed's earnings on a per share basis. This is all according to Joseph Denardi, an analyst over at Stiefel, Nicholas and Company. Once again, shares of Lockheed Martin down three and a half percent. Well, let's take a look at Home Depot. Home Depot, of course, the world's largest home improvement retailer, posting second quarter profit that was up 9.3%, boosted their earnings forecast for the year. And, of course, Americans just can't get enough home improvement these days. In fact, Brad Hunter was on the show earlier today, chief economist at Home Advisor, and he was talking about how people are spending more money on larger projects. This is definitely a trend that is in place now. But instead of being higher as it was, uh, to a cert- for a certain time earlier today, Home Depot down a bit, about 0.6 at the close. Our own Dave Wilson uh, pointing out today on the show that uh, second quarter earnings and revenue only match the average analyst estimates in a Bloomberg survey, and the full-year profit forecast was lower than the average projection even after being raised. So, Dave Wilson, thank you for setting us straight. Well, I do what I can. You had a similar story in terms of the forecast at TJX. This is the owner of the off-price chains, TJ Maxx, 
marshals, and home goods. Uh, they came out and actually raised their full-year earnings estimate. They're now looking for profit to be as high as $3.43. Problem is, the average analyst estimate in the Bloomberg survey called for earnings of three fifty. So when you come up short like that, it does not uh, get a great reception from investors. And TJX, one of the worst performers in the S&P 500 today with a loss of 5.8%. The shares of Coty, they are the seller of Calvin Klein fragrances, among others, uh, fell the most in three months, a drop of 5% after failing to provide investors with enough forecasts for the performance of the company after it completes its acquisition of Procter & Gamble's beauty brands. Once again, the shares are down a little bit uh, less than 5%. Coty is working to integrate uh, more than 40 Procter & Gamble beauty products that will include Gucci fragrances, CoverGirl cosmetics, as well as Max Factor Makeup. It's a $12.5 billion deal. It was announced a year ago, July. It's expected to turn Cody into the world's third largest cosmetics company. It's estimated it will close in October. Once again, shares of Cody down 5%. I want to take a look. Dick's Sporting Goods. Uh, Dick's having quite a day today, as, up as much as 10% at one point. At the close, more than 7%. It boosted its annual forecast, and it now expects earnings of $2.90 to $3.05 a share compared with a forecast of as much as two, uh, two ninety in May. Same store sales, it says, will gain two to three percent. And previously it said sales might decline one percent. It's a clear sign, according to Nick Turner of Bloomberg News, the chain is going to benefit from the demise of its rival sports authority. All right, it's time now for the Volatility Index Report. It's brought to you by CBOE VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE VIX Options and Futures. See disclosures. Learn more at cboe.com slash Powerful Outcomes VIX. The VIX moved higher today. It was up five and three quarters of a percent, a gain of 0.69, settling at 12.50. And many of the world's investing elites, such as Carl Icahn, Sam Zell, Stanley Druckenmiller, as well as George Soros, doubling their bets on bearish bets on the S&P 500 in the past quarter. And the VIX moves higher today. All right, Dave, you're up. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Dave. Wilson, where are you? Wilson! Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? We're going for a price on Wilson. Open up the door, it's Dave! Who? Dave! Hey, Mr. Wilson! All right, Mr. Wilson, Fabernet, uh, their shares are down, but the analyst had showed earlier some really unqualified support. What happened? Well, look at it this way. When a company has been on a roll and its shares have surged, it doesn't take much to give investors a reason for pause or for selling. This may explain what happened to Fabernet. Uh, this is a company that makes fiber optic equipment under contract for, for other producers. Uh, Fabernet's listed under the ticker FN. Company released fiscal fourth quarter results after yesterday's closing. Up to then, the stock's gain for the year stood at 78%. Fabernet's earnings only matched the analyst average estimate in the Bloomberg survey after beating projections for the previous six quarters. The company's forecast showed first quarter results were more likely to trail estimates than to come out ahead. And as you mentioned, Kathleen, analysts who follow Fabernet weren't phased by this. Data compiled by Bloomberg shows six analysts cover the company, all of them went into the report with some kind of a buy rating on the stock, and afterward, they all raised their share price estimates. Traders and investors, though, were more skeptical. While Fabernet rose as much as 6.4% at the open, the shares gave back their gain within minutes and later dropped as much as 9.5%. And they ultimately closed, Fabernet did, 
uh, with a loss of about 6% on the day. Thank you very much, Dave Wilson, Bloomberg Stocks columnist. You're listening to Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, my co-host Kathleen Hayes. Coming up, we'll find out what to do with your money if you're looking to avoid volatility. This is Bloomberg. Well, high volatility, low volatility. We know we've watched the VIX very closely on this show. David Harden, he's president and CEO of Summit Global Investments on a low volatility investment strategy. This is Bloomberg.